Our Father, we thank you for your message today. We thank you for your pardon and also for drawing us times when we were going astray and also comforting us when we were confused and also giving us guidance for the things which we did right today and for forgiveness for the things we didn't do right, I pray. And thank you for these things, Lord, and pray that this evening, as we are about to hear your word, that your spirit will teach us what we need to know to keep us on the journey towards heaven and to meet with you. Thank you for we pray, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Maranatha, October 19. Victory of the Sleeping Saints. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming and the which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. John 5 verse 28 and 29. The life giver will call up his purchased possession in the first resurrection. And until that triumphant hour, when the last trump shall sound, and the vast army shall come forth to eternal victory, every sleeping saint will be kept in safety and will be guarded as a precious jewel who is known to God by name. By the power of the Savior that dwelt in them while living and because they were partakers of the divine nature, they are brought forth from the dead. The hour is coming, Christ said, and the which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice and shall come forth. That voice is to resound through all the habitations of the dead. And every saint who sleeps in Jesus will awake and leave his prison house. Then the virtue of character we have received from Christ's righteousness will ally us to true greatness of the highest order. The victory of the sleeping saints will be glorious on the morning of the resurrection. The life giver will crown with immortality all who come forth from the grave. There stands the risen host. The last thought was of death and his pangs. The last thoughts they had were of the grave and the tomb. But now they proclaim, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Here they stand and the finishing touch of immortality is put upon them and they go up to meet their Lord in the air. There are the columns of angels on either side. Then the angelic choirs strike the note of victory and the angels in the two columns take up the song and the redeemed host join as though they have been singing the song on the earth. And they have been. Oh, what music! There is not an inharmonious note. Every voice proclaims, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. He sees the travail of his soul and is satisfied. Amen. 
said the scriptures, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed unto us, that we should be called the sons of God. Hmm. The Bible would say, I had not seen, neither has it entered into the mind of man what God has prepared for his children. It has not even entered into the ear of man. Today we just have a glimpse. And the line that caught my attention, amongst many others, is the last one, where it says, Every voice proclaims, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. He sees the travail of his soul, mm, and is satisfied. The travail or travail can be likened to labor pangs for a woman. Women will understand very much. The pain and the agony the woman goes through can only be wiped off with the crying of a newborn. And Christ in Gethsemane felt that pain. When he went through Gethsemane, he had the bed pangs. Eternity and everything hung on his shoulders. He saw me, God sinned, and said, If I don't go through this, this young man would not have victory over his besetting sins, over anger, over pornography, over stealing, over bearing false witness. This young man would not be able to stand irritation. He saw me, he saw you. Whatever may be your sins and whatever may be your difficulty, he saw it. And the chiefest of them, he saw that we would remain in the grave if he does not do the exchange. And this night, we are told that Jesus foresaw the joy that was set before him, the travail of his soul. Every spit on his face was asking him to go back, but he pressed forward and said, these people need to be resurrected from the grave. Every accusation every false witness, every name calling, every pain Jesus went through, every humiliation, he had me in his mind. He had you on his mind, rather. He thought about us. For the love he had for us, he endured the cross, despising the shame that we can have the hope of eternal life and the hope of a new resurrection. I'm comforted by these words. And I really pray that by the grace of God, these words will keep us going death is the worst or like the bible will say it is the greatest enemy we have there is nothing in this world that can cure it but jesus was the only answer you know and he gave his life to provide that answer he sacrificed his comfort to give an answer that nothing else in this world could give the worst of it is that I mean, if Christ never paid this price and we died, we wouldn't even know we were dead. But today we have the hope of the resurrection. I really pray. I thank God for this. I pray that it will continue to encourage us, myself, to press on in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The life giver will call up his purchased possession in the first resurrection. And until that triumphant hour, 
when the last trump shall sound and the vast army shall come forth from the, from come forth to eternal victory every sleeping saint will be kept in safety and will be guarded as a precious jewel who is known to God by name Psalms 116 verse 15 tells us that precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints the death of all who believe in Jesus Christ is like a sweet smelling savour because Christ is in them and their guardian angels watch over these graves of these holy ones until Christ comes again my brother on the resurrection morning my sister you shake hands with your guardian angel who had kept you all this while who had been a faithful sentinel uh, watching over you when you were sleeping when you were a baby till when you grew up grew old went through with you in all your troubles and trials and was one who brought comfort to you who reported always to heaven that you need joy you need peace uh, he, he needs this or he needs that your guardian angel was the one who carried all that stress for you ministering to you because of the love of God that Christ has bestowed upon you he says if my master can bestow so much love on this man or this woman as to die for him as to give his life for him and become a man then definitely what I'm just doing is to help my master to ensure that the travail of his soul will be actualized and that is to see your salvation so the angels are engaged in active work for you and I especially the garden angels that has been given to you and I to guard us now they are kept in their, in their graves until Christ comes and they are precious in God's sight. God will not, uh, God, God loves their memory and their name is immortalized with him so that when he comes, he raises them up. But there are some other people die. The Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter 8 that both the righteous and the wicked die. Death comes to every man. So if the death of the righteous is sweet and, pre and precious in God's sight. What about the death of the sinner who has not accepted Jesus? The Bible tells us in Ezekiel 33 verse 11 that as I live, imagine God saying, as I live, as long as I live from eternity to eternity, as I live, saith the Lord, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked or the sinner. But that the sinner turn from his evil ways and leave. And then he now pleads, Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, for why will ye die? When the sinner dies, God weeps. Heaven weeps. The work of that guardian angel, oh, imagine what the angel would do. He would throw his face in his hands and Satan would be laughing at him, saying, I have conquered in this soul. I have conquered in this soul. And he weeps and takes the message to heaven and says, Oh, Father, he is gone. All my efforts has been in vain. And Christ himself, who, who did the greatest effort, the travail of his soul will be lost on that sinner's head. It does not pain. It does not, it's not pleasurable to God because all his investment is gone. All his investment is gone, brother or sister. Will you like his investment to go upon your head? 
or that angel to labor in vain for you? When Adolf Hitler shot his brains out, heaven wept. Think of the worst criminal you can ever imagine. Heaven is weeping over that person. Now, many people want to bring down Buhari, want to bring down different entities in the government. They want to do this, they want to do that, they think this will bring peace, they think this will bring harmony. Have you asked whether you have peace in your life? Have you asked yourself, if I die today, how will heaven look at me? Will it be that it was better that I was not even born at all than that I will give the angels so much stress in making sure that I will be alive to give my life to Jesus and then their work is in vain? Is that what will be recorded for you? That all that Christ will suffer for you will be in vain? My brother, let us not look at at the outward things, the things that are happening in the world to take away our attention. These are things that the devil has allowed to come up so that our attention will be directed. We think when we are doing these things, we are doing the right course, but we don't know that our souls are in the, at the verge of the precipice, ready to fall into ruin. Make peace with Jesus today. If you die in your sins, God will not be happy. He said, as I live, that means forever, your memory he will not like it because he loved you. He loved you. God does not forget things. May God help us that we should think about how he feels seeing us every day committing that sin that he knows will destroy us at the end. He knows it will destroy us. That thing you are doing that you know is wrong, it will destroy you. And God says, I don't have any pleasure when you die in that sin. Turn, turn from your evil ways for why will you die? Think about this question. But to the one who gives himself to Jesus, to the one who says, my Lord, I'm tired of this sin. I don't want it anymore. It hurts you. You died for this sin. Take this sin away and give me your precious love and righteousness. To those individuals, the Savior will dwell in their hearts. And because he dwells in their hearts, they are conquerors over death. For when he comes again, they will hear his voice. They will hear his voice because they have been hearing it now. And they have been hearing it each day in their lives. At that time, they will still hear it again and they will rise from their dusty beds. And the angels will, will rejoice and say, our work was not in vain. He cooperated with us and by God's grace and by the stripes of Jesus, he has been healed of his sins and is now a son of God indeed. May this be our experience in Jesus' name. I want to also encourage us and encourage myself also. Jesus said in Matthew, in John 5, 28-29, the memory text, Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, in the which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice, and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Well, but what my focus is, they shall hear his voice and shall come forth. Romans 7 tells us, The good I want to do, I do it not. But the evil I want to do, I do not want to do. That evil I do. Then it is not I that do that does that, but sin that dwelleth in me. Then, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? 
death is reigning over our lives because we are yielding to his desires and his lusts. When we have that taste of sex outside God's prescribed plan, that is death coming with its allurement. It's like a cheese placed upon a mouse trap, inviting the mouse to come and eat. When we watch that movie, that is death walking in us and sin ruling over us. But then, if you are if you are seeking for salvation, the power to come forth, we are told that it is still the voice of Jesus Christ that calls us out of that sin. Like the tomb where he told Lazarus, Lazarus, come forth. The voice of Christ pierced a dead man's ear who, is, who was lifeless and he came back to life. You who has a physical life, listen to the voice of Jesus today. It will pierce your ear. It will open your heart and give you power to come out from that sin that holds you bound. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 2, And you who were dead in trespasses and sins, has he quickened? Quickened means made alive. The life is in the words of Christ. For he says, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. You dead man in sin, what sin has kept you dead? What sin has kept you bound? Are you drinking alcohol? And you don't know how to stop. You don't know how to stop your anger. You don't know how to stop your secret. You don't know how to stop gossip. Every time you want to stop, you know, the Bible has said you should not gossip, you should not think evil of someone, but somehow the evil just comes and you begin to think and you plead, oh, how could I take these evil thoughts out? And, and you don't know what to do. Just go and search for the promise of God, the word that God has said about, uh, about a particular situation in the Bible. Look for it and read it to your hearing. Take it into your heart. That is the voice of Jesus. And as you take it into your heart and recite it in your mind as the temptation comes, it will be as Jesus speaking life to the dead. The power in that word will cause you to turn away and you will feel, wow, did I just get that victory now? But if your desire is towards accomplishing that sin, that's where the battle will now come. Then you can still pray, Dear Lord, change my desires. Change my motives. Change me. Give me a new heart as you have promised. Give me a new spirit. A will to be strong, to say no to the devil. And he will do it. My point, my brother, is of my sister listening. The victory is there in Christ. It is the same voice that raises the dead it is, that gives you power to overcome sin. Hacking to that voice today that, can, that if a dead man can be raised, you who is alive who ha- should have no excuse. There is power in Jesus Christ. The words that I speak, oh Lord, thank you. Thank you for such wonderful power. May your spirit abide in our hearts that he may give us power to resist sin. Oh Lord, forgive every one of us who have yielded ourselves to sin, that we may yield ourselves again to you. Oh Lord, you died to save us. Please, let your death not be in vain for us. But let it be indeed the power that awakens us from our sins. Thank you for the wonderful work which you are doing on our behalf. 
the angels and every heavenly intelligence intelligence thank you lord help us to cooperate with them and lord when you come again in the clouds of heaven if we are dead oh lord may our death indeed be precious in your sight so that when you come again you will raise us up you will not forget us please lord if we are still if we are going to be alive when you come let us join in that throng that shall rejoice and say worthy is the lamb that was slain thank you for hearing us thank you for receiving power we pray in jesus name amen <music>